0: Being Hello out there on the internet, I'm Matthew Galt, and this is Cyber. You know, your data, it's valuable. Everything you do online, everywhere you go with your phone, it's all tracked and stored somewhere. And there's a robust market for that data, a market that lets governments and private individuals purchase reams of our personal data. What if the CDC, say, wanted to track people's phones to see if they're obeying COVID-19 lockdown orders? Well, they can do that. Uh, what about a private individual paying to track the whereabouts of groups of people who visited Planned Parenthood? Also, frighteningly possible. With me today to talk about all of this is Motherboard senior staff writer Joseph Cox. Cox has written a pair of excellent stories about the data broker SafeGraph that went live on the site today. They are, Data Broker is selling location data of people who visit abortion clinics, and... CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID-19 lockdown orders. JC, thank you so much for coming on to Cyber once again and walking us through your terrifying reporting.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Okay, so let's get the, you know, I like to do basics. Let's get some basic stuff out of the way. We're going to be talking about kind of one company today um, and kind of two stories that you teased out of them. What is this company? What is SafeGraph exactly?
1: So Safegraph is a company in the location data industry. And very generally speaking, you know, this is a big industry, there are dozens, if not hundreds of companies involved in this at various points. But sort of the supply chain of that data, very generally speaking, is that ordinary apps will be installed on your phone, you know, a weather app, a little game, something like that. They'll include code, that will transfer data to one or multiple of these companies and then either that company or another one will either sell the raw location data or they will spin it up into products based on that data and then sell those and Safegraph is one of those companies it sells both the raw location data to some clients and it also sells these uh Sort of different vertical products, you could say, based on that data, it's a little, a little bit cleaned up, and the products sort of interact with one another to be more attractive to a potential buyer. But that is what Safegraph is. It sits in this industry uh, as a pretty popular um, company for sourcing this sort of information.
0: So, what can you can you dive a little bit more deep into, like what kind of information you can get? From them, is it just sure. tracking, locate? Like, what what exactly are you getting when you buy something from them?
1: Sure. So, on the raw location side, that is pretty self explanatory. You know, you are buying um, a bunch of deaggregated data. In that, this device um, traveled to this GPS location, this latitude and longitude coordinate at this specific time. You know, we've seen um, some government departments buy that from SafeGraph. I think there was the. Department of Transportation in Illinois, if I'm remembering correctly, and, and they bought it for their purposes. So that's one thing, and that's very easy to understand. Safegraph's other side, the more sort of developed product side I mentioned, that's a little bit more complicated. So they sell the location data on that side under a product called Patterns, and you will be given either weekly or monthly this set of information And it will tell you how many people went to a specific point of interest, a landmark, a shop, a business, a park, something like that. It will tell you where they came from down to the census block. And it will tell you where they went to after that, potentially another business as well. So you could say that, oh, well, people who went to Target in this location, this specific Target store, then went to this McDonald's across the road rather than the I don't know what's another American fast food, uh, Wendy's <laughs> over here or, or whatever. It has that, but to provide all of that information about specific landmarks, Safegraph also sells uh, its product called Places, which isn't really location data or phones. It's just this business is at this location uh, and it takes up this much room. This is its verified address because you know a lot of the problems when it comes to getting information for businesses, or I suppose governments as well, is even just making sure the information is reliable. So SafeGraph sort of sells all of it. It sells the phone location data in a clean form, and also just, hey, this is where all the target stores or whatever are as well, and you can map those on top of each other. And then just very briefly... More recently, SafeGraph has started to offer its other product vertical called Spend, which is aggregated transaction data, which is very interesting to me personally, where, okay, we can see this many people went to the store, and this is like the average of what they spent, at least according to our calculations, which is, of course, another whole set of data that we don't really need to get into. But they are sort of a one-stop shop for all of that sort of data.
0: All right. Well, let's get into then one of the big stories that you that you broke today. Uh, you've got two stories about them. The CDC thing we're going to cover in a minute, but I think the more pressing and the one that's more newsworthy just at this right this moment is this uh, data broker is selling location data of people who visited abortion clinics. Uh, what were you able to purchase today from SafeGraph?
1: Sure. So, yeah, obviously the draft opinion came out from the Supreme Court that, you know, they're going to uh, overrule uh, Roe v. Wade. And then this morning, after seeing some of that uh, news, I went onto the SafeGraph website and simply bought some data. You know, it's important to stress how easy this is. Government departments will obviously go through their own procurement process. If you're a large company, you'll probably set up some sort of custom deal with Safe- SafeGraph, I imagine. But what safe what makes Safegraph a little bit different from a lot of other companies is that you can literally go onto the website and just buy some data. So I entered uh, Planned Parenthood into the into the search box. Safegraph already had uh, Planned Parenthood listed as a brand. That's how it works. So you type in Target, it'll automatically come up with yes, we have Target. You type in Planned Parenthood, it will automatically come up come up with that. It, we weren't telling the system sort of go and find Planned Parenthood for us, it was already in there. And it was very convenient for us to then buy. So I bought a week's worth of patterns data, the mobile phone location data I mentioned. I also bought the geometry set related to that, which I think shows... the different areas, the uh, points of interest will take up. And then I also bought the places data, which is why I mentioned, you know, this is where this store is, this is where this store is. But in this case, it was obviously um, planned uh, parenthood clinics. And, you know, not all of them are going to offer abortion services, but we did go and verify, you know, well, literally the first result in in, in the spreadsheet that I searched was they offered um, abortion services. So that verified it immediately. But that's what we got. It was basically maybe four or five different spreadsheets, if I'm remembering correctly. And from there, you can start to analyze the aggregate data.
0: Yeah, and I just want to, I think one of the questions here would be like, why would someone do this? What would they use this data for? I think you've got a pretty good example in the story itself. You know, you quote, in 2016, an advertising CEO who worked with anti-abortion Christian groups sent targeted advertisements to to women sitting in Planned Parenthood clinics in an attempt to change their decision around getting an abortion, right? So, like, you need to know who's where before you can send out that targeted advertisement. And SafeGraph, um, among the many other things that it does, among its many other clients, allows this kind of thing, right? And like you said, this was just something that you did kind of on, I wouldn't say on a whim, but you thought of this morning and it was very easy for you to put all this together,
1: right? Right. Oh, I mean, it took all of 10 minutes to buy the data. If that, the, the longest bit was waiting for editorial approval to do the purchase, not, not the purchase, you know? Um, that's how crazy easy it is, yeah. And uh, Zach Edwards, who's the cybersecurity researcher who uh, we quote in there, he's often incredibly helpful um, for our research when it comes to this. And I sent him the data, and he went through it, as as he often does. And he brought up a very interesting use case that I hadn't thought of, is that because safe graph data is specifically showing uh, the census block of where people came from to the abortion clinic and then where they went to afterwards, even if you're not planning to de-anonymize someone, dox somebody, unmask them, something like that, you could pretty easily, I imagine, use the safe graph data to be like, well, look, we are seeing people leaving Texas or wherever in this census block, going to this clinic over here and then coming back." we're pretty sure this clinic is now offering uh, abortions to these people. And, you know, anything could happen after that, right? It might be used for harassment. It might be used uh, for a legal case, depending on, you know, whether they could actually sort of use that data in court. I'm not entirely sure on that. But the use cases uh, are there, you know, for, I guess, legitimate research to see if people keep going to clinics or don't or that sort of thing, but then also abuse for sure.
0: Did you Were you able to talk to SafeGraph at all when you were doing this reporting? Because you've got this and we've got the CDC story that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Were you able to get any kind of word from them?
1: Uh, SafeGraph stopped responding to my emails a long, long time ago. I mean, as we'll probably talk about in a bit, uh, in more detail, Google banned SafeGraph from the Play Store last June. And we broke that news, I think... Uh, the, uh in august a couple of months later uh around that time maybe before Safegraph stopped responding to me well you know and it's entirely their decision to do that but every time we're going to do a story on Safegraph that mentions the company of course we're going to reach out and say look do you have a statement on this but as far as i remember they didn't have one for when they got banned they didn't have one for the cdc and they didn't respond to my question of you know, are you going to keep selling this location data for abortion clinics? And they just didn't uh, respond. So no.
0: So let's let's get into this now. Google banned them
1: uh, last year. Why? So as far as I remember, Google was never explicit about it, but the context is that Google has, you know, after much of our reporting and the Wall Street Journal as well, has gone after companies which offer to buy location data from app developers. You know, when it comes to this supply chain of going from a bit of code nestled in the app, through the app, through up to the companies who then sell it, the crucial part there is that often these companies will give money to the app developers. Like, hey, you put you, this code in your app, And we will pay you X amount for every 1,000 users you have or something like that. So there is a clear monetary exchange going on there. Now, um, I don't know how many people actually know this, but it's against Google's terms of service for app developers to offer data for sale. sort of in that way. So. When we reported on a company called XMode that was gathering location data that eventually went to US military contractors, they got banned from the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store because XMode was basically buying that data uh, from app developers. There was another one, uh, Predic.io, I believe is how you pronounce it, and they were gathering data in the same sort of way. Google banned them after we did reporting and then a the Norwegian outlet that we collaborated with as well. We did some pieces on them so all of that being said, I don't think Google said explicitly why it banned SafeGraph, but I'm pretty sure it's that reason, right? That is the context in that Google has realized or found that, oh, we don't really like these location data brokers. And once they have proof that a monetary transaction is taking place, then they can enforce and they can, they can go for it. You know? But that's sort of the final bit they need. Uh, to actually be able to do that. That's my understanding.
0: Where did the money come from to set this company
1: up? So that is another thing that makes SafeGraph a little bit interesting. A lot of these location data brokers are very small, obscure, you know, you've never really heard of who's behind them or who's linked to them. But SafeGraph is different in that, you know, there's Peter Thiel, who, he invested in it. You know, of course, people will know as being behind Palantir, and PayPal, and of other stuff, you know, early Facebook investor as well. There's also the former head of Saudi intelligence uh, in there as well. And there's also, I can't remember the the specifics off the top of my head, but there is a bunch of actually former US defense officials as well. I think Bush era, Bush administration officials as well. So there's a lot of high profile money going into um, this company, for sure.
0: And there was, uh, forgive me if I'm, if I'm drifting into a different, uh, company, but were they the ones you did the story about the, uh, the government was using tracking data to, to like the, the prayer app tracking data. Am I completely off base or is that, was that Safegraph, or is that somebody else?
1: The the prayer app was both X mode and predicator because X mode was getting it from one called Muslim pro predicator was getting it from another Muslim prayer app, you know? We don't know if Safegraph is getting it from a Muslim prayer app, specifically, but considering that seems to be the best way to get location data for a lot of these companies, you know, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, something I've been seeing a lot online today, as the the row news kind of comes down, is uh, people advocating that you delete your like fertility apps, your period tracking apps, off of your phone. Um, this kind of illustrates why. Like, it sounds paranoid on the surface of it. Right, but you hear about these companies and maybe it looks like there's something to it. Do you think that's true?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that it's important not just to sort of tunnel vision onto SafeGraph or to just this one story. This was a very quick turnaround article with the point being to demonstrate a much broader point, which, as you say, there is a data and app ecosystem of plenty of apps willing to harvest and sell or give up sensitive data. And, you know, over the time I've been covering the location data industry, I think some of the app developers don't necessarily understand the risk of what it is they're doing exactly. You know, that, oh, well, it's just enough of a revenue stream for me. Um, at least with the ones I spoke to where data was ending up with U.S. military contractors, they never expected it to do that you know because they don't see they don't know who the clients are until the journalist or researcher phones them up right and the similar sort of way maybe you have a fertility app or a period tracking app or something like that which could theoretically harvest you know data which would be unfortunately of interest to um anti-abortion vigilantes or a law enforcement agency that's trying to use that sort of information um And I I unfortunately can't remember who did the exact um, research, but there has been some recent work showing that medical apps and specifically um, apps leaning towards people who need those sorts of tracking, you know, for their period or their fertility or whatever, have um, some pretty crappy privacy practices. So it's definitely something that needs to be looked more into around this new context of the Supreme Court uh, draft. All right,
0: we're going to pause there for a break. Uh, Cyber listeners, if you are listening to the podcast, we'll be right back after this. If you're watching this Twitch stream live, which you absolutely should do, we will be back immediately. There will be no advertisement.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
0: All right, JC. Let's talk then about the CDC story, which was the one that was uh, that you spent a little bit more time on. There was more research that kind of came to this. Um, What is going on in this story? CDC tracked millions of phones to see if Americans followed COVID lockdown
1: orders. Yeah. So, sorry we we know that the CDC has been looking into location data, right? I mean, I remember the the peak of the pandemic or at least the american peak of the, the pandemic right there was google and apple rolling out their contact tracing stuff the cdc was already talking about using location data uh, i think we actually reported nearer the time as well and the wall street journal did some stuff and it was sort of everywhere you know um but at the time it was and maybe I'm generalizing here, but it was sort of seen as just a necessary thing to do to, you know, oh, where are the next hotspots? Or there were all those maps, of course, that XMODE actually made that showed, oh, here are the students from spring break who don't seem to care about COVID then going across the country. You know, there was a big flare up in the use and the advertisement of location data for health purposes. So... Um, and the CDC was getting some of that data from Safegraph, and it was using it for its um, own means. Everybody was pretty vague, though, about what was actually happening with the data. So when I saw a CDC contract with Safegraph in a database that I regularly check, I sent a Freedom of Information request for documents related to that. You know, we often do that. It's you see a contract, this one for four hundred and two, uh, no, four hundred twenty thousand dollars and then you request more documents related to it sometimes you get something good sometimes you don't in this case what came back was very interesting in that there was a one pager which laid out all of the use cases that the CDC uh, anticipated for using that data and that's you know what we focused on in this piece
0: right and there's this according to the article there are 21 different use cases uh and they're pretty broad right i'm going to read some of them now uh, quote, track patterns of those visiting K-12 to schools by the school and compared to 2019, compare with EPI metrics, Environmental Performance Index, if possible. Examination of the correlation of mobility patterns, data and rise in COVID-19 cases, movement restrictions, border closures, interregional and night curfews to show compliance. Examination of the effectiveness of public policy on the Navajo Nation.
1: Again, this all seems pretty broad, Right. Yes. Uh, I have the, the list of 21 in front of me, and th- th- there's plenty more uh, after that. Some of them sound non-COVID related, you know, uh, uh, the, the chronic disease prevention ones, such as visits to parks, that sort of thing. But then in another paragraph, uh, I think it's on the, the page before or the page after in this document, the CDC does actually say oh, yeah, we also want to do this for non-COVID purposes as well. So we don't even have to read between the lines. There is another paragraph where the CDC says, yes, we want to do it for non-COVID. Um, the reason I bring that up is because elsewhere in the documents, uh, I think more in the, the literal procurement sections, the forms that the government uh, officials have to fill out, it says, uh, please, you know, expediate this request because it's in urgent need uh, for the COVID response, Right. Totally understandable, fine. It, w- it was a horrible time where, pe- where government agencies and the public had to scramble basically to deal with this pandemic. But then they're admitting they're going to use it for non COVID stuff as well. So I think that's worth a bit more attention, you know, from policymakers or the public or whoever, just to show that even though location data may be sold for one thing, it could. Easily be used for something else as well, and those uses may not be necessarily nefarious. I mean, I think there are some on this list which have pretty bad optics for sure, but you know, maybe people should know what this sort of data is going to be used for.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this one keeps striking me, but the the examination of the effectiveness of public policy on Navajo Nation is so broad that can mean so many different things, right? Right.
1: And it doesn't even specify COVID-19 policy, right? It could be, yeah, as you say, absolutely anything around health policy um, for those people. So, you know, we, we don't know specifically what that is, but it is broad, yeah. Uh,
0: a note from within the chat, you'd think that the legislators on both left and right would be able to come together and to ban selling of our private data, especially location data to private companies. Clearly, this allows the government to spy on us without consent or restraint. I know I'm kind of, uh, I know I am kind of taken aback by the CDC actions here. Um, I think the market's too big, right? Like this is, there's too much money on the table for like an outright ban of something like this.
1: I mean, potentially, but there is at least planned legislation. So Senator Ron Wyden, who's done a lot of work around this and his office, especially, you know, they investigate this sort of stuff and that, informs their uh decision to write policy that sort of thing they are working on the the fourth amendment is not for sale act and that is more specifically about law enforcement and intelligence agency use of this sort of data so you know uh without going too much into it there's that the the supreme court ruling uh carpenter where it was ruled that you need to get a warrant to uh, get location data. You know, and that was a few years ago, and it sort of changed how law enforcement is actually able to go and get data, kind of more specifically from cell phone towers. You know, you send a court order or whatever to Verizon or T-Mobile, that sort of thing. But if you take that and you then extend it to app-based location data, which is the sort we're talking about here, that means that really... Um, you know, law enforcement agencies such as Immigration and Customs fo- Enforcement, they've bought it, the FBI's bought this sort of data as well. Uh, they should be getting a warrant, right, for using that sort of data. And I think the IRS specifically said, you know, we are trying to use this to unmask people, which, you know, is an even stronger case. Um, so the Fourth Amendment is Not for Sale Act would get into law that, yes, they need to get a warrant to use this for law enforcement and intelligence uh, agency purposes. I don't know how, when, and if that extends to more public sort of government agencies like the CDC, you know, is the CDC doing something here that should require a warrant? They would argue we're only looking at groups of people, not individuals. Does the CDC even, can they even go get a warrant? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe they have a small law enforcement arm, something like that. But, um... Yeah, it brings up more questions, but at least on the law enforcement side there is being action from lawmakers, yeah.
0: Well, and the lucky 225 points out law enforcement government restrictions don't restrict private citizens, i.e. stalkers, which while uh, law enforcement officers are a threat as well, sometimes stalkers are a larger threat to some individuals. Right? Like the yeah. the private consumption of this stuff is just a it's a slightly different problem but just as much of a problem,
1: right? Well, yeah, I mean, the fact that I could wake up one morning and go, I'm going to buy some data now because I feel like it, and as I said, took all of 10 minutes, um, that's always been potentially more of a concern to me than the law enforcement stuff. I mean, look, not everybody has the power to arrest you, right? That is (laughs) limited to law enforcement agencies, and law enforcement agencies like ICE have all of their own problems as well. But the risk calculus and the threat does change when we're talking about private individuals. We're talking about stalkers, uh, we're talking about harassers. We're talking about abusive uh, people in domestic relationships, all of that sort of thing. Um, and stuff just gets potentially even messier uh, around that.
0: You know, I I keep thinking about uh, me making fun of you constantly for not having a phone, but uh, the more we talk, the more it seems like it's the best option going forward. Um, but, if someone has a phone, is there anything they can do to like try to opt themselves out of this kind of data collection? Is it enough to turn off your GPS and to like opt out of it in the in the settings? Is there anything we can do?
1: I mean, that's the thing that even though I don't use a phone, I'm still susceptible to this in a way because I'm using a smart device, an iPod, right? So it is still installing apps which could still access GPS data. So, although I'm not giving data to the telcos, the T-Mobiles, et cetera, I can potentially be giving data to um, the location data brokers via the apps. But, yes, there are things you can do. You can make sure that either location services is off uh, system-wide on your mobile operating system. You know, you change that in the settings of Android or, or iOS. Um, if you don't want to do that at least on ios you can be a lot more selective with which apps have access to location data so you know beyond and then the step after that is well if i have to download some app and it's asking for a bunch of permissions which i don't think are wholly necessary maybe i won't grant them you know maybe if i download this candy crush clone or whatever and it's asking for location data maybe i just won't grant that you know maybe in some cases you won't be able to use the app, I and mean, in some you will as well. Um, and then even beyond that, if you if you don't necessarily just want to be selective on which permissions you're granting, maybe you just do not install the app in the first place. You know, I think that's a little more extreme to, to depending on the one, but if you just want to be sure, you can always minimize the attack surface on your device by only installing trusted, known, Hopefully vetted apps, although that's difficult, or at least limiting the number of apps that are on there. You know, I often download an app I need for some sort of weird specific purpose. I do it, I perform the task and then I just remove the app. You know, I imagine a lot of the location data that is gathered by these companies is not just from users who don't know the collection is happening, but from apps they, they might even forget about. You know, like We've shown that some of the data comes from weather apps, that sort of thing. Uh, obviously, the Muslim prayer apps as well. I don't think it's necessarily guaranteed that someone is using the weather app every single day, or maybe they did it for a bit, and then it's just sat there. You know, so you can purge what apps are on your phone if you want.
0: Lady Dynamite asks, Does using a mobile VPN do anything to obscure my data?
1: Uh, I don't think so because a VPN will be just based on sort of IP traffic, you know, internet protocol stuff. So it's going to, that would protect more, um, your general course location from websites you visit. Right. So if I go to a website now, I'm giving it my IP address just in virtue of how the internet works. They can look it up and see, Oh, he's located in this city or whatever, or this section of this city. Um, these apps typically work by just grabbing the GPS location, uh, which is produced by you know the relative hard- the relevant hardware in your phone. So the VPN could potentially protect the transmission of that data. You know, if the app is really bad and it doesn't even encrypt the data, uh, at least the VPN will do that in a way potentially. I mean, there's a lot of variables there. It, it depends. Uh, but the short answer is no, unfortunately. <laughs> all
0: right uh I've got an unpleasant thing to point out here, you know, forgive me, but the cDC tracking using using one of these companies to like track people and figure things out like this it does sound an awful lot like what some right wing conspiracies warned us about at the beginning of the pandemic. you know how do you respond to that like what do you what do you say to that?
1: Yeah, so we touched on this in the piece, and this was actually um, sort of addressed more by our Colleague uh, Anna Merlin, when she went into the the copy, and she is an expert on conspiracy theories and what these people think and what these people do, so she actually helped uh, w- with that part. But you're right in that people were hesitant, you know, on the extreme side, hesitant about getting the vaccine because there'd be microchips in it or something like that, and then on the still really bad but NAS no extreme side there was you know vaccine passports are going to be used to track us that sort of thing the contact tracing and the in the google and app uh, google and apple implementations is going to track us and sort of unfortunately on that side this doesn't wholly confirm it necessarily but it looks pretty bad you know and it does admittedly provide some sort of data point for these people to go and say, hey, look, the CDC has been tracking us in some form. Now, I'm not expecting those people to necessarily understand or frankly care about the specifics, you know, the specifics that this is aggregate data, that it's not specific to a device, that you need to do XYZ to de-anonymize, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, they're kind of right in that the CDC was buying phone location data to track people, albeit, you know, uh, in groups to see what they're doing. And even if uh, the data is important, it is effective for informing policy. I mean, elsewhere in the documents, the CDC says this data was crucial for its response efforts. And I can totally see why that would be the case, especially when, you, you know, we're not talking about cities, we're talking about countries, right? And a worldwide pandemic, even with the effectiveness taken into account people are still going to look at this and think it's bad, Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't see how you don't, right? Nope. Like it just, we've, we've, we've created this, we've created these systems where we're all being kind of tracked and turned into, um, I mean, data, we're all being rendered down in a way. And I find it frightening that somebody like somebody like the CDC or, you know, a journalist can just wake up one day And very easily, kind of buy some of these packages. Um, As somebody in the chat says just now, uh oh, sometimes the government is spying on you, as we have learned repeatedly throughout the history of the United States and of all governments.
1: Yes, yeah, that's very true. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody, Joseph, thank you so much for coming on and walking us through this. Once again, um, I'm thinking about getting rid of my smartphone. Uh, If you like cyber, please come check us out. Like and subscribe. Uh, You can follow us on Twitch where you can catch live recordings of the show and see what ridiculous t-shirt I'm wearing uh, and see my cat Gus disrupt the board live on the air. If you're listening on the podcast, we also love you. And uh, thank you, everybody. We'll be back later this week with another story at all the horrifying things that are going on on the Internet.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.